Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. It is your host, Cass, and we want to welcome you to another episode of Football Fan Rush Radio. I've got our co-host, Mike, on the line, so he is going to chime in in just a moment, but we had a week off. We needed some time to regroup. We've been all over the place. We've been traveling, so we were away last week, so we are kind of a week behind. We're talking about what happened at the Super Bowl, so Mike wants to kick off his thoughts of everything that happened at this Super Bowl is if we haven't had enough talk about that. Good morning, Mike. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I just want to start with the fact that there's a certain co-host on this show, not named Mike, that actually picked um, <laughs> a Super Bowl quarterback by the name of uh, Peyton Manning to do well in the game. Uh, uh, yeah, not so much. Uh, no, not that, that was a shellacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, we can just start off by saying that. That was a royal to lacking. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Legion of Boom and, and defense. You can say defense won that game. Defense had an excellent part to do with that game. But every aspect of the Seahawks, you, it can make you cry tears of joy because it was a beautiful football game played by the Seahawks. Now, we can't say it was a beautiful football game. Because I think they were the only people that, that played. There were some other people there. They had on, like, orange. There were some but, other people there. They were all in the stands. Because, good it. God. <laughs> it, it, was an, it, was, it was a foreshadowing it was of the game. like we expected. It was so... It was a foreshadowing of the entire right. game from the safety you know in the beginning. It was it was interesting. I I just didn't expect that. Yes, I expected that. No he one expected that. Hard. Peyton Manning had his really behind did, but I just, on. It was, entire it was like every time. It was like every time the defense caught the ball from Peyton Manning, they brought it back to Peyton Manning. And said, "Did you did you lose this?" I think they started to get confused. They were like, "No, for real. Like, you guys are gonna play? No, because this isn't fun. Like, it, it was it was really interesting. Glad I was a part of it. Five days, six days of just amazing excitement, interviews, fun. I was rooting for the shutout. The shutout didn't happen. I That's got over it. Well, I was you know, rooting you for shutout. Well, you picked the no, I can't even take credit for that because I still I said <laughs> I want the Seahawks to win, uh, I, 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 but I don't know if they can win, and I think it's going to be a close game. I was even wrong in picking the Seahawks because no one saw that. There, there were two really good friends that I have, and so we, we put it out there on Twitter and text each other with you know, what we thought the score was going to be. Well, you know, by the third quarter, they both texted back, like, you know what, this this, this bet is over. Like, it's, you know, nobody watched. All right, so <laughs> like, 
we're not even going to wait for the fourth quarter to see what happens. But um, both of them having really, really good seasons. Congratulations to both teams for making it. I knew that I called the Seahawks so early, even before I called the Broncos, but I didn't want to see the Broncos put forth a little bit more after, but it is what it is. Congratulations to Seahawks fans, 12th man, everyone that rode with the Seahawks, and the fact that I have a, um, a very, very beautiful friend. I won't say what her profession is because then that'll sort of stereotype her. Who was this guy? You got to ask another, the name. You got you to gotta put her out no, there. No, like I, I will you not do that. To. I will not. You got to see because that 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 adds <laughs> to the funny. That adds to the no, funny of the story. No, it's not. It, it, I will not yes, do that. Does. But she's a beautiful girl with a, a career for beautiful women. Maybe that'll let people know. But it was really really cool, you know, to see her the whole weekend. And so as we're in different parts of MetLife, I get a text from her, and she's like, "Hey, everyone's kind of got cheesy bets going on." who should I pick, the team that has these birds or the ones with the horses? Um, you know, pick any mythical creature you like, see, I, um, I, I responded, I was like, so who, the Seahawks? Are you talking about the Seahawks and the Broncos? She was like, like on the tickets, the horses. Like, she was serious. And I was like, oh, my God. That's how they go with the unicorns. What did she say, Lewis? At halftime, she realized that they weren't unicorns. So, so much of being beautiful. <laughs> but we're still friends, even though she did really pick the unicorns. And I will not say her profession. So, for all of you guys that pick the horses, like me, we kind of asked that. So, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah, we got to get that out I, I, I got a text from I got a text from my cousin talking about come meet me at blah blah blah. Me and Steve are are gonna watch the game here. I said no, nah, I'm gonna stay where I am. So by the third quarter, I sent a text. I said so basically, uh, you and Steve are just enjoying a weekend away from the wife. Just like yes, we're away from wifey. <laughs> Because yeah, I'm a different kind of wife. Like, this is my life. Like, football <laughs> is my life. American youth football. Like, I'm everywhere. I'm all over LFL, CFL, Arena. Like, I'm all over this college, high school, and a Friday night life. Like, I had a beat men off of me. <laughs> so, again, here's who I won. Mine did not. Mine didn't even go to the game at all. I think those were holograms. <laughs> Uh, um, and there's one other thing I have to talk about. Um, it was a picture on NFL.com. Uh, you know this person, or you, you uh, and they didn't realize the picture was being snapped. But Cam, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she was her. mad. Oh, she my God. Get off me. She was not mad that she was there. No one there. I'm just saying that, that, that split second when she took that picture, I know I've been a photographer. You can make people look really bad. That photographer made her look really bad. Because <laughs> she looked like she did not want to be there. That was rather hilarious to me. Okay, now let's get on to football. Yes, that's, that's, that's a weird Super Bowl. 
recap. See what happens when you take a week off. So we are going to start with, of course, the um, free agency list is out. We were able to post it on our Twitter, our website. It's on our Facebook page. The Google Plus page is on Tumblr. And it's about, like, 290 people long. Like, no, not really. But there are quite a few people on there. And as I mentioned in the list, things can, can change. Definitely, they're still re-signing. They're still restructuring of contracts. The franchise tag, you know, is still hanging out there to be thrown on anybody, of which there's a lot of assumption that Jimmy Graham may be the first to... There's still going to be people that could because they grab somebody else. Right. There, there's, there are going to be so many different changes, but as of what this past Monday or Tuesday, that was what the NFL released as the active players that are going to be free agents. I mean, officially, you you made the comment. You made the comment that they could create an expansion team. As I look at this, they could actually field two expansion teams. They they really it's a oh my god it's a ton of people. And these two expansion teams would actually be good. (laughs) It would be similar to the the year that the Jaguars and the the, uh, Panthers came into the league. They were good. If you guys haven't seen the list and you have access to Tumblr, that's the, the easiest way to see what we've posted. Um, also, South Reuters has it up. Bleacher Report has There's so many different SB Nation, so many different outlets that you have it. It's a really long list, so please don't think you're going to look at it and, and see a couple positions and be like, oh, great, we need that. No, you really need to go through the list. It's really long. It's a long really, list. really good. It, it's Unreal. But there's some really good transactions and, and really great people to pick up. So that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the teams in the NFC North, who then released recently within, recently within the last week or two what their transaction has been. And what fans and our lovely co-host Mike here have decided or thrown out there as an idea for their favorite NFC North team to pick up. So I guess we'll make it easy. We'll, we'll start with the Green Bay Packers. No Packers shade today. Like, we're, we're, we're being serious. But we'll start with the Green Bay Packers. And there hasn't been a ton of activity. I know I was able to even throw out some assistance on a few changes that will be coming to Dom Capers' scheme. There are a few things that they're going to tweak. Everyone loves Dom Capers. But Mike McCarthy is looking at some film and some things that he wants to make sure are rectified. Not necessarily going away from the 3 4 scheme, but he's going to tighten a few things up because the Packers have sort of put it out there like, yo, we know there's a draft coming, but there's a lot of stock in this free agency market, and if we could use that to build 80 to 85% of our defense, we're going to do it. Um, so, as of the 13th, as of February 13th, the Packers did sign tight end Raymond Weber, so that was their. Um, well, not their first pickup because back in January they also signed a fullback. They signed up, you know. So they they do have the two pickups, and then they did release Greg Van Wooten, which I like. I like him, but they did um, go ahead and release him. So, what are your thoughts with the Packers trying to really build their defense as possible by going through what's available now in the free agency market? See, that's a good question because it does not sound like they're going to be able to re-sign B.J. Raji. So, honestly, that would be their first step. 
if they don't resign VJ Raji, they need to start with defensive tackle. Um, they're they're leave they're excuse me they're de- yeah yes they need to start with defensive tackle because their linebacker core is a good linebacker core. Yes, they need some secondary, but their secondary won't matter if their front seven is not taken care of. So that's to me the first thing. Uh, I, it seems now, like can, the now, entire can they, can they, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. I was about to say it seems like the entire NFC North has a need at safety. It, it, it <laughs> yeah. literally does. They, the entire NFC North just has a need at safety badly. I mean, I hope and pray that the Green Bay Packers sign one of the Bears' safeties. Please come get one of the Bears' safeties so the really? Bears don't have I'm any. I, I really want them to so the Bears don't think about re-signing one of their safeties um, because it sounds like <laughs> they want to re-sign their safeties. Yes, I know we're supposed to be talking about the Packers. Well, yes, please we come are. get one of the bear safeties. <laughs> please come get one of the bear safeties so the bears so can't make that mistake. Uh, but seriously, I, I literally think the 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 Packers need to do what a lot of NFL teams are doing: concentrate on the draft because some of these free agents are wanting. Ten-figure mm-hmm. salary, uh, ten salaries where they're not worth it. They want quarterback contracts. Well, we, we, we don't not. know that yet. We, we don't know that because some, I think if some are in a, a good situation, they feel they're walking into a good, solid situation, they might not want to play prima donna. They, I'm not they, talking they, about play prima donna, but. And, and, and I'm with, not with the contract money because. There, this is a pretty good rookie class. With the exception yeah, it's of this a great rookie TV, class. This is a pretty good rookie class. So you got to think about it. You're, you're basically veteran status now. You still have some great years left, some pretty good years left. But they're also looking at fresh legs, and so some of these, some of these free agents can't, you know, play <laughs> Ricky Rubio. They can't just be like, I want eighty-nine million dollars a game, and that's that because you need me. They'll be on the couch with us. You know, I, I just really think if they walk into a good situation and they don't play the prima donna role, that could be a good fit, especially in the defense for quite a few of the free agents that that we looked at. The list is, again, is expensive. If we go through that, we need another, like, four hours on the show. But I don't think that's a bad idea for them to actually build, at least build a core from the veteran market. I, I really don't. I think that's honestly smart. Especially, I think it's always smart to have to a good core. I think it's always smart to have a good core, good veterans on your team. Because even if your main staff is through the draft, it's because you want them to learn from good veterans. But in all honesty, I think they have some good leaders on their team to where mm-hmm. they can start with the draft. They have good leaders on their team. I, I would think. If they didn't have some good leaders on their defense, then, of course, add more veterans. But I think they have good veteran leadership to where they can mm. go young. Mm. I don't know. I kind of like what 
what they want to do. So I'm kind of for it when it comes to the Packers. I really am. I think it'll make them nice and solid again. At defense, which is something that we are accustomed to seeing in the NFC North, that for some reason, well, we saw Detroit do a pretty good job of it. And we'll talk about them next. So, hmm. You sure we saw them? And that was most, yes, we did. No, we saw them they draft did feel like players. They knew how to play defense. We didn't see them. We didn't see them coach well. So, so back to Green Bay. So, with that, so do you in the free agency market? Is there a specific position that you think the Packers should honestly go after? I think it's better for them to take some of those positions safety as and young dress. Safety and tackle. Defensive in the free tackle market. and so, safety. So we're going to see how that plays out. I do know that they are planning on hitting. So and they are. The and they are. market's pretty hard. Yeah, they're looking at. Uh, they're looking at uh, defensive tackle and safety, and unfortunately, it looks like they're looking at um, some of the same people that uh, some of our favorite teams are looking at. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I did see that this morning. I've seen it all week. So with that being said, I do. I think they're putting themselves back into a position where they're looking at what's going on in the NFC North and they really want to give it one one last run or, or another big run. And some, as we watch the transactions that happen, we'll see if that will actually come to fruition. We'll see. We'll see if anyone in the NFC North is going to take down what we've seen in Detroit, which actually to me has a very, very good defensive core. Like you said a few minutes ago, the coaching and the play calling and the leadership and the – we could keep going on with the end. But I, I really do think this year we're going to see something very different. Definitely saw something different within Duncan, heading himself over to Rock Nation. Hey, people at Rock Nation, you know I love you. Thanks for all the love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we have seen quite a few transactions um, as far. Well, not, I wouldn't say quite a few. It's been, it's been a little quiet. Nate Rosen was released. Louis Belmas was released, which a lot of people are saying would be a good pickup for the Bears as safety. Um, we saw Dominic re-signed. Um, he's got only a one-year contract, but I thought it was great that they held on to him. So those are the different transactions player-wise that happened in February with seeing that, with seeing Nate released, with seeing Lewis released, is of which, again, a lot of people are kind of trying to guide him over the Bears' way, saying, look, you know, the conference, you know, the type of players the Bears need, maybe that might work. What do you think Detroit needs now to compete against, to, to hit the top of the NFC North division? Where do you think they have holes? And do you think these holes should be filled with free agents or draftees or, or kind of a mixture of The Detroit Lions need cornerbacks and safeties, but mostly they need cornerbacks. Um, let's they keep it real. Corners. They need corners. Uh, the entire NFC North has receivers, period. They have receivers. There's going to be somebody that can throw them the ball, and Detroit currently does not have a team of players that can stop 
your Brandon Marshalls, your Alshon Jeffries, your Jennings, your the list can go on. They just don't. And that's what they need. Their secondary has been lacking for years. And there are excellent players available, um, like Akeem Tlaib and Dominique rogers Cromarty are available in free mm-hmm. agency. And there's Clinton Dix available in the draft. There's plenty available in the in the, between rookie, uh, rookies and free agents for Detroit to go after. So you're, just, it, it, so you're looking at the defensive aspect of it. So that's is that they, they, they need the mostly, Lions need the most help. They, they need mostly uh, help on the back end of, uh, of the defense. I mean, they the, the Lions to me. They basically had a good football team. They didn't have a lot of need other mm-hmm. than that coach. That was my opinion. That their number one thing they needed to fix the coaching did. staff. They had the a good team, was, so um, the leadership was horrible. So they didn't have a lot of player needs uh, other than. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of player needs other than what was at. Uh, what they needed for a few years. So you think that their only their their biggest fix needs to come is their secondary. A corner. Their secondary. Well, secondary. So you don't period, see anything on offense. You don't see anything because you know we all love next. Matt Stafford. I mean, some people feel like they need a true number two uh, receiver, and I mean, what's that? Just the injury bug hit him. Right. I mean, no, they still mad. They still mad. They still mad that uh, uh, he went and got some pizza and didn't uh, order something else, so they cut him. That's <laughs> why he got a whole the journal's pizza contract. Uh, but literally, wow. they he did. They the journal pizza decided they mm-hmm. would give him unlimited lifetime the journals for the rest Somebody of his life. Uh, so, but uh, it, it was literally they may need a number two receiver, but I don't think that's a big major priority. If we're ta- I thought we were talking about priorities. Yes, you do need. You always no, would like no, to have well, a number two receiver. Because, well, and and I'm starting to look at when I look at their offense. I I agree with you about the secondary. Calvin Johnson's amazing. Calvin Johnson is starting to catch the injury bug. Um, you look at. Even Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, of course, has always been entertaining and awesome and explosive. But he's, you know, he's missing a step or two right about now. So when you look at the offense, you need a really man to to get another young explosive wide out or another strong back for when Reggie Bush isn't Reggie Bush that day. I think they need that. Because we watch, we watched them both get shut down. We even watched what happened when, when Calvin's out of the game. We watched what happens when teams get a hold of Reggie Bush, and they're like, no, nah, dude, not today. Where do they really go with the ball? I mean, they have a pretty decent tight end, but I just think Stafford had some of the options, and, and we're going to talk about the Vikings next, where 
I'm so glad for a lot of the changes that were made. It's bringing tears to my eyes. Oh, my God. Well, Missy Musgrave, as the lightning strikes me. Um, I just think the decisions that are going to be made, like the Vikings had tons of offensive weapons, and then, like, nobody knew how to use them. They only knew how to use Adrian. And as the season ended, they were like, oh, wow, there, there are other people besides Adrian on offense. In this case, when the starters are dead and the starters are mega for Detroit, where do you go? Because, you know, now you have to sit down and finish the journal for a minute. So, like, where, where, do, you, where do you go? And I, I really think they do need to kind of, because you, you made a comment a little while ago about how the NFC North has, like, this strong offensive receiving core. But then you look at Detroit. Detroit's decent. But I really think picking up a nice veteran back and a really just, I am, full of natural Red Bull energy, but I'm able to be molded type of wide out for Detroit to play behind those guys as they're being groomed to become the next stars of the team offensively will also be great pickups. I think that would just add so much depth to both sides of the ball for them because we know what they are capable of doing on defense. Now we're really going to see if they are able to fill these holes and get the right players in the secondary, and they've got a totally different type of leadership. So I really expect big things from their defense. And then you plug in the holes and get a little bit of youth and a little bit of veteran speed on the offensive end, and they will definitely seriously this time be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC North. So that's how I feel. That's how she feels. That's how she feels. I do, I do. I don't think they have a lot of problems. Now that they change, I mean, you can, all, see how you can always get better. I mean, you can always oh, yeah. get better, I'm sure. I mean, even the Seahawks can get better, which is scary, but you can always get better. So, yes, there's going to be certain positions. I think the number one position on offense they need to replenish is their receivers because although they have good receivers, they need they need uh, other people to, to, to look, even if it's just a threat. Of not going to uh, of not going to Calvin Johnson, they need someone out there because right now like, we know you're going to Calvin Johnson. We know you're going right. I mean, and Nate Burleson, he was he was a serviceable receiver, but the problem this year was Nate Burleson wasn't there. So with Nate Burleson wasn't there, then you also had Calvin Johnson, and with Calvin Johnson, he was injured a lot. It, they just had no one else after those two people to go to. They do need a, a good number two and maybe a number three. Um, literally, that's their biggest need to me still is their secondary. Um, oh, if yeah. We're going on prior, if we're going on priority, I'm going with secondary and then maybe receiver, then maybe a number two, uh, a number two running back that would in future years be potentially take over Reggie Bush's spot. But that's down the line because literally if you drive secondary in the first round and then receiver in the second round, although you can find a fifth-round running back, it's not, it's, you, you should not expect to find a fifth-round running back that's your future running back. No, definitely. I would, they, they don't even need to – 
unless there's a miracle on 34th Street hanging out in the fifth round, they need to go ahead and and tighten that up. They really do. True, truly do. So that those are those are just our thoughts. We have fans and friends and analysts and insiders. Feel free to, to to share your thoughts as well. This is sort of how we feel when we sit down and we play with the numbers. And kind of start plugging little people in. So and this is what we were able to see that would actually complete the team and make the team solid contenders. So up next we have my favorite team. I am the lovely official diehard wearer of purple and gold. Uh, oh my god, what a twenty thirteen season we had. So there's a lot. Uh, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. If that's where you want to start. Quarterback. Quarterback. Definitely, definitely. I do not want to see the same QB carousel, but unfortunately right now. That's what we got. You all don't even have a quarterback that's signed right now, do you? Yeah. We just don't want that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't think he counted. I didn't think he counted. He's he's still a quarterback. The other he's, one's... Not, he's not the fan favorite, but he's signed. He is signed. Um, Matt Castle did use the option to avoid his contract. I don't blame him. Of course, would I love to see him stay in Minnesota? Definitely. But the QB position right now in the NFL in general it's like the hot ticket. It, it it really is. Like so many teams need a quarterback. So many teams need amazing backup QBs. So I don't blame him for testing the waters. Not to say that the Vikings won't put an offer the t- out there and he grabs it. Uh-huh. The, I, I had to I had to love the top two choices on the free agent list. And they are the top two choices. I would agree with the top two choices. Do you think Minnesota would try to find either one of those top two choices or will they go to the draft? Because you know, I remember if, them if without would, problems. I, I, if they were to go after they, one of those. If they went to some secret society place in the backwoods and got like a outstanding quarterback, <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, honestly, I think Michael Vick would fit in Minnesota. Mm. I think Michael Vick would fit in Minnesota. You know, I'm going to put that out there to my fellow fellow fans of the school. I'm going to ask. I'm going to put that out. But why do you think he would fit in Minnesota? Uh, for the same reason I think that uh, Johnny Football would fit in Minnesota. The, mm. it's I, the history. Um, oh, I think I got a headache from that one. I'm sorry. It's the history of Vikings QBs and the running QB position that has always been there. You go from Fran Tarkenton to, to uh, your favorite Vikings quarterback of Randall Cunningham to uh, Dante Culpepper. The ones that have excelled in, in Minnesota have had the ability to throw and run. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, and I think we so just is, is this Johnny think that they could and Michael Vick. But right about now, like when you look at what they have to work with, I mean, even through the Chris Carter, Randy Moss days, 
right about now, do you believe a Michael Vick type quarterback is what's needed? Not not so much that it, it may be a good pickup. We've seen them try to pick up a few good names in the past, and you know Brett Favre was the one that was able to pull it off. Randall Cunningham years ago pulled it off. But right about now, with the team that the Vikings have, do you honestly think that Michael Vick is a really good pickup? I think he is because of the receivers you have. Go on. I think Jennings is a great receiver for you guys. And Michael Vick is a receiver that he doesn't have to teach. Simply put. Okay. So what do you do with that wonderful running back back there? And that really consistent tight end. I mean, that's why, because literally in other teams that Michael Vick has played for, it was Michael Vick or bust. So you think that he's got a great core, that that there are enough offensive weapons that not only is he able to get out of pocket, but if he can't, there's still an all-day, there's still – there's still there's all still, day. There's still Jenny. There's still. There's still. Right. Okay, so that's how you're looking at it. I mean, now you know, don't I just get me put it wrong. Out there for Vikings. I just put it out there for Vikings fans. I do want to know what they think. I don't think. Don't get me wrong. They don't have the greatest offensive line, but honestly, there's not a lot of teams out there with great offensive lines. I mean, yeah, let's it, keep it, it not, real. It, they were a little off last season. They're not a horrible offensive line, but, yeah, they were a little off last season. I mean, if you just want to There's not back a lot of teams out there with great no. offensive line. Okay. I mean, people talk about how great the offensive line was in Denver or how great the offensive line is in, uh, in New England. To be honest, when you watch those teams play, what makes those offensive lines look so great is that those QBs get rid of the ball fast. So the offensive line only has to protect for 2 to 2.5 seconds. The other offensive lines that look so horrible is because they want to, their offensive line, I mean the quarterback is holding on to the ball for 3 and 4 seconds. Well, I don't care what defense you're dealing with. You could be dealing with the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Uh, and if that, you hold on the ball three front, or four seconds, yeah. I mean, but then again, I, I, you know, that's something I, that's and I'm a Bears we'll, fan. We'll talk about we've that. Had, we, we've, but you can, if you have, we, that's a whole different story that we will get to in a few moments. But regardless, your no offensive line to me looked quote unquote great this year. The Broncos' offensive line is going to look great because Peyton Manning gets rid of the football. He gets rid of it as fast as he possibly can. He goes through his progression faster than anybody else on the football field. People talk about quarterbacks tap dancing because they want to get away. Well, I literally feel like Peyton Manning's footwork is so good, it looks like he's tap dancing in a good way. He, he moves around football. in that pocket. He moves. Well, yeah. Unless you watch. Well, unless you watch him <laughs> in any Super Bowl. I mean, because to keep it real, even when even when he won his the first Super Bowl, yeah, even when he beat the Bears. Honestly, I didn't think he looked that great. I didn't think. As a matter of fact, I thought he looked bad. 
it wasn't hard to look good in that game because of who the opposing quarterback was. It really wasn't hard. It, it literally, it was raining all game. Uh, he didn't make mistakes, but he didn't look great. And sometimes that's the best thing to do in the Super Bowl is just not make mistakes, because literally, that's all. Uh, that's all Tom Brady did in his first Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl, got MVP of the Super Bowl. He didn't do much. He just didn't make a mistake. And and Ben Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl, he won a Super Bowl, got MVP. He just didn't make a mistake. So now we when you go back into the Vikings. If we swing on I mean, and yeah. around to the Vikings, you just like feel that the style that Michael Vick has will actually be an asset that will enhance everything that's going on. I mean, I, honest, I'm sorry, offense. If I'm looking at the if, – if they go the free agent route, honestly, I think he's the only one fitting of Minnesota staff. Uh, with the changes, with, with the new changes. Right. With the new, I mean, Josh we McCown love. was a good backup. Josh McCown was a good love. backup. That's an awesome backup, though. He he's a good backup. He's a good backup. And on some teams, he would be a good starter. I don't think he would be a good starter for Minnesota. That's just my. But opinion. he'd be a heck of a backup. Like he's, I just enjoy watching and, him play. His decision making. I I. I, I don't think he's a good starter for Minnesota staff. Because literally, I just, I'm, I, as a as a Bears fan, I'm gonna hate hate it if he doesn't come back to Chicago. And he's made it clear he may come back. He may take the hometown discount. Yeah, because he, he said felt he like he said he felt like the Bears would have seen that gave him a chance to the come Bears back. The Bears are the next. The Bears are the next team because that was just one aspect. Of, of Minnesota, like when you mentioned the Vikings, but the QB, season, the Vikings QB yeah, looks so bad. It, it, it that just jumps out. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Hut, hut, they hut, have made tons, 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 tons. Like the whole, just uh, the, the they need linebacker. Totally, they revamp. They need um, linebacker. They did release. They did release linebacker Aaron Henderson. Hmm. Um, they they need they linebacker. Linebacker, they signed Simone Lawrence, which I think that was a pretty good pickup. But just, they need just and everything that's going on, coaching. Well, yeah, they, they need a lot. And not only do they need linebackers, another big thing is who they have going into free agency. So these guys are getting ready to become free agents. Like, if nothing's renegotiated, re-signed or anything, and the players, at the top of the radar, the very first one, Jared Allen, who to me is an amazing asset to the defense of the Vikings. He's, he's definitely one that I would love to I think to it might say. actually be time to let Jared Allen go. I was going to say some feel that um, he should go out and be able to test the, the free agency market. There's been talk and speculation of him being interested or their interest coming from the Bucks in Jared Jared Allen or Jared Allen type of player, I would love to see him stay. I would. See, the reason why I think they take let Jared Allen go is for cap room. Mm-hmm. But not he, that he's not thing. a good player. They're not, they're, not in cap, they're not in cap room trouble. They're like the fourth team, like, that is way under 
the cap. Like, they can play. They've got room to play. They're not like, oh, my goodness, we're right at the cap. We've got to let our our stars go. They're, they're not – they don't have that dagger in their back. I mean, they Kevin Williams has been amazing at, at defensive tackle for the Vikings. Would hate to see him go. They're not in cap trouble, but – they're not in quote unquote cap trouble, but if they release Jared Allen, it increases what types of free agents they can go get at other but positions. But it, it it doesn't. It, I'm serious. Like it's, it, I can send you now what the the it, they're not releasing a lot of players that are in the bracket of you make way too many millions. But what I'm not. I don't, I don't forgive me. Releasing, but free agents that are. And the hold on, you're in the ten million and over category. There's not. I mean, basically, Jared Allen is is the highest paid on this list. I mean, Kevin Williams is next, down at five. Matt Castle already voided. You know, he was three point seven. He's already voided his contract to see what the free agency market has to offer him. Jerome Simpson. A wideout that I have my ups and down days with. When he's good, he is extremely, extremely, extremely good. When he's having an off game, he is completely off. But he's free agency. Josh Freeman, we saw that QB pickup, and that's about it. We got Fred Evans, who's been solid at defensive tackle. We got Chris Cook, with their talk of bringing him back. I have no comment. I almost flatlined. Um, Toby Gearhart. I love Toby. Absolutely love him. But free agent market: Desmond Bishop, Everson Griffin, Seth Olson, Joe Webb, Jamarcus Webb, Mike Sherrill. So I really think they should keep it corner. Joe Berger, Marvin Mitchell, Larry Dean, Matt Asiata, who again really feel like they should keep. They've already let Aaron Henderson go, and then. That, that's a lot. So some of these names I really do wish they would keep. I'm a fan of them keeping Jared. Unless there is some pickup that they're not discussing, I don't know who could come in and be as effective. Yes, he's lost a step or two. I mean, he's, he's 31, he's got quite a few years in the league, coming from Kansas City to the Vikings, but I still think that he is solid for the defense. The same with Kevin. I think they both are. I would love to see them. Of course, they won't get the long, humongous contracts. And probably, who knows what the monetary value would be, but I would love to see both of them stick around. Would love to keep Marcus Sherrill. There's a lot of talk about keeping Everson Griffin and Joe Webb. A lot, a lot of people are in, into okay. A lot of people are into that. I'm just looking at quite a few of the responses that I'm getting, but. At the end, I don't know, like, who, who if, if Jared leaves, if Jared really exercises his options, gets picked up by another franchise, and he's gone, when you look at that position and you look at what's going to be available as of right now in free agency, who can fill that spot? I, and see, that's the thing. It's not that I'm thinking that they they can find someone to, quote-unquote, fill that spot right away. I'm thinking that the Vikings are two or three years away from being a team that, quote-unquote, matters in this whole process anyway. So since it's going to be a two or three years out, 
build for two or three years with that money. That's all I'm saying. I don't even think they have that long. I think if they're gonna, mm-hmm. I, I, and here's how I feel: if you're gonna get, if the Vikings are honestly gonna get anything like done, especially before the doors of that new stadium open, they gotta hit it hard now. This season and next season, they gotta hit it hard. I mean, AP will be 29 years old. He's already had three surgeries, one which was extremely major. He already saw what happened when he got planted on that hard field playing outdoors in Baltimore. They're playing outdoors for the next season. If you guys, if they're going to hit it, they need to hit it now before they walk into that new stadium because, God willing, yes, everyone wants to see all day walk in and, and, and play just as we were frantic in Chicago to see Michael Jordan set foot in the United Center after being kids watching everything happen in Chicago Stadium. But let's be realistic. How many years have had? Well, they, they do it. They're doing a smart so, thing. The first thing they're spending their money on, they six point six million on, is the is the is the heating coils under the stadium. The heating co- yeah. under the field. Oh, yeah, they did the smart. They would. There would not be any more still, any more still, quarterbacks still, down one still, time, and he's career over. I've, I've lived in the Twin Cities. You've, you've been up there. I don't. I don't know if there is even enough heat for what those winds bring down in Minnesota. I've lived there for some years. I love it there. I'm always there. And still, they're still outside. That's a totally different beast. That's a totally different element. That's something. Of course, you and I grew up in being from Chicago, but it's it's, it's totally different. Like when I moved there, I was I couldn't even as a little girl. I was such a Vikings fan, and so my family would have to take me. Like, oh my God, shut up and just <laughs> we're just going. Totally different atmosphere. Totally different situation, and just like you know, I feel like the cold creepers come out and try to get me when I go to Lambo. This is what's going to be happening in Minnesota. So if they're going to do this, they really have one or two years to really get it done to walk into that new facility with with, with pride. Because there are probably people that love all day more than me. If you come to my house, I don't believe you do, but. <laughs> But they can't. They can't right now where he is in his career. Of course, he's explosive. He's still solid. He's still competitive. He still is a hard worker. But just being realistic, where he is, the surgeries that he's had, they're gonna be outside. They gotta do what they gotta do. So that's why I'm a big fan. Unless there's going to be someone that fills that Jared Allen hole, and that's just as hard hitting and and can mimic him in a better form, I would try to at least offer him something to keep him. Kevin Williams as well. Because they need that right now. They need that. They're not in plushy, dome, we can wait this out, we can develop these rookies into something amazing. They got to hit it. They got to hit it. Now, I've even put out a list that I I retweeted and reposted on Tumblr and our Google Plus a list of, of very profitable expensive franchises that have not won a Super Bowl, though the Vikings have been there four times, they have not won, and, you know, they got to hit it. They got to hit it hard. And that would be excellent for their franchise and the NFC North. They got to hit it. They got to do it. So, yes, quarterback position, quite a few other positions, few free agents that I feel should be re-signed. And I think once they re-sign that for I think they can hit the draft market pretty hard. And that's just how I feel. Maybe I'm passionate, but that's just me. So we're going to swing over to your favorite team, 
the team that I grew up watching, the Chicago Bears. I'll take a look at what they've done so far in the month of February and what you feel they should pick up if they should go free agent or draft, who should they keep, who should they release. And basically for the month of February, they've been pretty quiet. They've just signed a whiteout, and that's me and Joe Anderson. So we know what we saw from the defensive side of the ball last this past year. When it came to you see, it's going to come down to do they want to re-sign Henry Melton um, after mm-hmm. his ACL injury? Do they want to go at uh, it's there's quite a few fans that feel the Bears should go after B.J. Raji and take him away from the I Packers. Uh, uh, also, there's oh, – wait a minute. Let me get Delmas. Let, 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 yes, Delmas would be a good something to go after. Bottom line is the two – to me, the two major things the Bears need to go after are defensive tackle and safety. Um, not far behind that uh, – is also they need cornerbacks. They need cornerbacks yeah. uh, because let's keep it real. Even if for some strange dumb reason um, Peanut Tillman is back in Chicago, they need cornerbacks because Tim Jennings can't do everything. Well, Tim Jennings really just cannot. When I did even look on the Bears page, there's even like talk of would they even just short-term re-sign Peanut? just to not have the backlash they had with the breaking off time. Man. But see, that's the thing. I think the, I think the best part about the whole uh, difference between Peanut and Erlacher, Peanut got his fans ready and used to the concept of him not coming back a whole lot earlier than Erlacher did. Erlacher, people really thought Erlacher was coming back. And then, and then the, uh, the Bears brass offered him peanuts. Um, mm-hmm. I think they offered him the right amount of money. I think Erlacher overshot what he thought, and I just think the Bears, the way the Bears handled that situation, was was wrong. The amount of money might not have been a slap in the face if they if they handled the situation better. Um, I think literally the Bears need. They need to cut and not look at Major Wright and and Chris Conti at all. And the way they've been talking is like they want those two players back. God yeah, it, it does. It does, seem like, it does seem like they do, just from everything that I've seen, and I'm shocked. Because there are some good like, safety and there are some good corners go. that are in free agency, that, that are going in free agency as of right now. And I just I couldn't believe that. On top of that, Devin Hester. What should the Bears do with him? I mean, is that it? Is his time done as a Bear? I think his time is done. I think his time is done unless he he takes peanuts. All right? He don't even need to take home down discount. He needs to take peanuts if he wants to come back to Chicago. Because literally, what are we using him for? We have other we have other players on our team that are good uh, returners. We we find two good returners. With the expectation of not having Devin Hester last season, so literally it's time to move on from the Devin Hester project. They messed that whole project up. Literally, yeah, it could have been going, something. They, it could have. They should have either a let him stay in his natural position of cornerback, 
or B, if you want to move him to offense, don't make him the number one receiver. There's two problems with making a person that's the number one receiver uh, that's not meant for it. One, that's not what he naturally plays. But two, with the fact that his biggest stuff that he does, that kick returner and punt returner, he's too tired to have that extra gear because he's running on every play. Uh, I, I made a comment to you in one of our uh, meetings. Percy Harvin, they, uh, Seahawks were forced to use him in a limited fashion, but the Bears should have forced themselves to do to Devin Hester what the Seahawks were forced to do. Use him in limited plays and then concentrate. And he, yeah, he would have been extremely effective. So I, I Right. If you use him in limited offensive plays, I mean, or I can even compare him to another person. Uh, If you want to, and this would have been the best thing they should have done, is is, uh, use him the way that uh, Deion Sanders was used in the end of his career. Well, not the end of his career, but the end of his time in Dallas. He's primarily a cornerback. He's the number one returner. From time to time, put him in as a decoy on offense. Well, I know we are running out of time, so I'm going to run through a few more things and, and get your thoughts. Oh man, we, we we went through all that time. Where do we spend all yeah. that time for? Did, did you did you did you make up for all that other time that I didn't give you on the uh, on the Vikings and the Packers in previous weeks, and you rushing through my bears? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. That's what you- no, 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 no. Wait, but don't. Well, no, really. Let me let me get it out because like we really don't have a lot. Um, of course, Bears fans love Martellus. I love Martellus. As of this week, if you are following us on Tumblr or Twitter or Facebook, I did post up. He, he is now. I swear, if we didn't have Martellus Bennett, I would want to go for Jimmy Graham. If we didn't already have a good. Well, we have uh, Martellus. Martellus, very good. And Martellus right now is lobbying for his brother Michael Bennett become a part of the Bears who plays at the GM position. What do you guys quickly on that? I have no thoughts on that. I mean, Would you like to see him come? Do you, how you feel about the Bears at the GM position? Do you need it? Do you not need it? I mean, literally, Julius Peppers, if he takes a hometown discount, because uh, his cap is already discount, is, is, like, you want him back, really? I would take him back if he took a hometown discount. Mm. If he cut his discount from $16.1 million down to about $3 million. Mm. <laughs> mm. But you and I both don't think he's doing I just, that. I just think that the Bears should go after somebody completely different. I mean, I think I think it would be good that Corey Wooten gets to go back to defensive end. I think that would be good um, because, literally, he's not a defensive tackle. He got moved inside because there was a need. So I, I literally do think the Bears' defense will look different because the injury bug hit that defensive line like crazy last year. It just please Everyone knows that Mr. Okay. show get rid of my safety. And gives us some new safety. And it looks like they really do want to hold. I mean, Major Wright is wants to be a free agent, but it looks like they're trying to hold on to Chris Conti. I I don't know why, but from the looks of it as of today, anything could change tomorrow. But from the looks of it as of today, they're trying to 
hang on to him. So we're down to four minutes. So let's talk about the offense. Of course, Jay Cutler was refined, and it was a half-and-half half split amongst Bears fans. Some kind of gave the, the side-eye roll, and some people jumped for joy. I mean, the, the, the refining of Jay Cutler is two different issues. Part issue well, number well, one. Well, well, issue number one was Jay's signing of Issue number one was there was really no one else out there to go get if you didn't want him. You always have to look at who else is available. The Bears are not built for Michael Vick. And do you, does anyone really see Josh McCown as a number one franchise quarterback for the future? No. Yes, people Most do. Most people don't. No, yes, people oh, do. Oh, wow. A lot of people do. I, I don't a see lot his, of people do. I think his career, even he do. doesn't see somebody, even he does not see somebody, see himself as somebody's future quarterback because he's he had so many years in the league. So you don't put your foot in your mouth. You don't put your foot even in your mouth. He, you just go out and prove. He wants to check. But, uh, you don't put your foot in your mouth. Okay. But that that's not even my, to me, I think it's two so, different issues. Do you want, do you want so, to reach? I just felt like, Resigning Jay Cutler was should have been a priority, just not at the amount that he got resigned at. Yeah, that, that was, wow. I, I want Jay Cutler's agent. I want Jay Cutler's agent there too. There. Man, his agent did an excellent job. He must have pointed so do out. Do you see the team coming out like really strong and making it? The Bears always start the season strong. I've never, ever been shocked about how strong, how they come out the gate. This is how they finished strong in the last few seasons. So I think the Bears need to go after another, another. On the offensive side, literally uh, what the Bears may need is another number two running back. Michael Bush, uh, they never really, this year, they never really got Michael Bush rolling because they rolled, they rolled uh, uh Matt Forte's coattails all season, which was good. I would love for the Bears to go after another uh, former Raider in Derrick McFadden, but I don't think Derrick McFadden wants to be a number two. He wants to be a number one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other than on offense, I don't see the Bears needing anything the way the defense needs stuff. The the defensive line needs stuff. Uh, the only thing, the, the only part of the Bears' defense I think is covered is the linebackers. The Bears' linebackers just need need uh, time on their hands. Okay. Well, we are going. To, I'm taking the rest of this to Twitter. So we are on Twitter. You can follow us at Football Fan Rush. I'm also going to take it to Tumblr, where they're at Football Fan Rush Radio, and Google Plus at Football Fan Rush Radio and Media. And I'm going to continue to ask fans these questions. We'll both be chatting, so feel free to chat with us. We want to thank you for tuning in this Sunday. I'm your host, Cass. That's your co-host, Mike, lover of all things Bears. And we will be back next Sunday. We're going to continue, but this time we're going to talk about draft picks with the way the draft is shaping up, combine, and what that means for your favorite NFC North team. Thanks again for tuning in, and two fingers. See you next week. Bye-bye.